0: boy we have a great show for you today uh first i want to just talk to you human to human because i think it's been a really rough week and a lot of people are are feeling the pressure of all the things that are coming and and i get it uh also somebody scheduled my sister to be on the show uh (laughs) and i want to thank Stu for that Uh, bill o'reilly is uh with us he's he's got the facts Uh, of the trump impeachment and he lays them out and then john solomon john solomon is the guy who was named uh, his reporting was named in the whistle report um he was not named personally but all of his reporting and that's the only evidence that the whistleblower actually has is the coincidental timing we talked to john solomon about it and his article that just came out about joe biden And what this story truly is, make sure you hear the end of John Solomon's uh, report today on our podcast, because I think it really kind of brings it home. And you are way ahead uh, of any other audience in America, and you're going to need to follow his advice on how to deal with this. Probably the biggest story in our lifetime. That's what this is going to turn into. All this and more on today's podcast.
1: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: I don't know why I've talked to presidents. I've talked to prime ministers. Uh, uh, I've talked to really famous people, and there's nothing that makes me more nervous than talking to my family on the air.
2: That's because they know things about you. Yeah, prime ministers don't know anything about I you. Don't,
0: uh, I don't think that's that. Uh, mm-hmm. Coletta, Kiewit is the author of a new book called uh, The Pie Letters, Thoughts and Reflections on Pie and Life. If that sounds like something I could write, it's because Coletta Kewitt is my older sister. And uh, <laughs> and looking at the cover of her new book, where she's standing there with a pie, I fail to see the almost identical resemblance. Uh, Other than the goatee, it's, yeah. it's close. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it really defies all logic because you'd think I'd make an ugly woman, and i I no. apparently don't no mm. I apparently don't uh the pie letters welcome to the program, and uh, watch your step carefully because you are on with Pat and Stu, who have our ulterior <coughs> motives, uh, my no. good sweet sister oh, no 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 how are you Coletta. <laughs> Good morning. Good
2: morning. I'm fine. Yeah. Good. So, you should know, Coletta, This is the safest interview you will ever do in your life. It we is are one hundred percent on your side, mm-hmm. nope. and we want to sell copies of the pie letters. That is my mm. main goal and in we, life. And we right don't now. want to embarrass you at all. We want to embarrass Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. That's... So <laughs> so help
0: you help us. Oh, we help you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here to embarrass me. This is my sister who has, if you listen to this program, you know, we had a good, wouldn't you agree we had a good childhood? Screwed up, but a good childhood.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, well,
2: yes. we well, I mean, the main difference between your childhood, though, is that she had to live with you. Right. Like right. you are already you. So you didn't have to do I with had that. to
0: listen to all of her hippie records from her room. OK, <laughs> uh, so we I, I maybe we're maybe, you know, we 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 all try to, you know, remember things more fondly than they were. But I know people had worse childhood and then have worse things happen to them, even though you have uh, have really, truly st- struggled in the family. Both my sisters truly have struggled. And what I like about this book, Coletta, is, uh, well, I'll tell you what I like and I don't, what I don't like. What I like about this is this is my sister finding happiness and there is nothing I want more for my sisters and my family than to each of them find peace and happiness. And she found it through what she calls the pie letters, and so she was motivated to tell this story um, of of happiness and peace and kindness. Um, and now, what I don't like about it is there are no recipes of your pies, which are the best <laughs> pies I've ever had. So tell us tell us about the book, Coletta.
1: Well, and actually, Glenn, I um, it's it's really I found peace through the awareness of God through my life. By the way, you don't have to edit yourself.
0: I know your language. You don't have to edit yourself. You can and, say God and <laughs> scriptures and everything else in the program. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's really, you know, just finding that peace and um, and patience, which, you know, God actually had me write this book for me because I'm the one that um, I know we all need patience. But, oh, my gosh, through the... Through the whole writing of of it it was um yeah, patience, patience, patience. And I write a lot about my husband, which we laugh a lot about this because I need patience with living with him. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. Yes. Well
1: there's some well, there's some pretty funny stories about just um you know, uh, Relationships. marriage and yeah relationships. And then there are also those, um, yeah, just stories about our life as, as, um, you know,
0: there, yeah. so there's a I, reason I, I, why I, one I, of us went, went into the communications business and one of us <laughs> went into the pie business. Uh, and I, and <laughs> which is which I, I forget now. I think, I think <laughs> I, I, am not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure.
1: Well, can I just so that everybody knows just, you know, to let you know, I didn't know we were having this little interview this morning, and you woke me up from a dead sleep. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be on air. Okay, what so wait
0: a minute. One of us, one of us didn't know about it. It was me too. I didn't know. I as I prepared a show, and they sprung this on me a half hour ago. So both of us didn't know.
1: I blame the that
0: producer
2: is- and
1: Pat. Yeah, it's your fault. It's your fault.
2: Yes. Coletta, how, how much of the struggles in your life would you assign to growing up with Glenn? Percentage-wise. Not... Anyone give a roundabout figure? Uh, <laughs> which You have to ask yourself, which one do you think uh, will help
0: sell more oh. books at this point? <laughs> Stu or me?
1: Well, just so you know, his bedroom was right next to mine. Mm. And he was my stinky little brother. Mm-hmm. And uh yes. Stinky. his mm-hmm. room room just permeated. Hmm. Um, permeated. But
0: <laughs> permeated. <laughs> so I forget the name of your book. Um uh, it's called the Pie Letters. It's <laughs> available on Amazon. You should buy as many copies as humanly possible. Explain what the explain what the pie letters are, Coletto.
1: Um The Pie Letters is a it's a book on no, no, no. short essays.
0: Yeah, but what were the pie letters originally? What were the pie letters? You went into the pie business. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. So I, I had a um, a pie of the month club, and um, it started out. The pie letters first started out with meeting this um, gentleman who. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh boy. boy.
0: Okay. So let me double with the pie letters. The book is that my sister is dead asleep. Um, <laughs> the The pie letters, the pie letters. She started this deal. My my sister's a personal chef, um, and she makes the best food. If you ever find yourself anywhere near Wyoming, find my sister's pies because they are fantastic. Um, and so she started making these pies, but she started making them and selling them, and then bringing them to people. Um uh, you know, every single month and it would be a different pie every month. And with it would come a pie letter. And it basically is what some of these chapters are, these pie letters were reflections on on um uh, eternal truths and lessons of life, and it she and what they have to do with pie. Go ahead, Coletta. I have no idea. What did they have
1: to do with <laughs>
0: Yeah, what do the yeah, letters have to, to do with life?
3: pie?
1: <laughs> well, there's a synchronicity of between pie and life. Um, um, so, so many things in our life are... are um, I'm just going to get here to one of the little short essays.
2: This is the greatest
0: interview mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of all time of all of all time, time.
2: i will say i think it's in great, great. Mm-hmm. i think it's fantastic yeah. and clen yeah. is doing a fantastic job yeah. and considering uh, the stinky permeations that came from her brother's room the fact that she's able to get to a level where she can write a book like this is incredible it's incredible
1: know. Oh, i know it's good yeah and glenn you're gonna love me still in either way right
0: uh oh we'll see at christmas <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, one of them, for instance, is um, called Piology 101, and um, it talks about how awesome it is to ponder um, how our creator has put our individual ingredients so carefully together, yet we get to choose our finishing touches and the temperature settings of the day. Sometimes we're hot, sometimes we're not. Every day is spent forming our own creation of self. Some days we also form a pie. Our ingredients of the day can be mixed up, nutty and complicated, or just sweetly simple. Fruits grown out of even the best soil and conditions may become bruised, but even imperfect fruit can become a pie to savor. Life, as imperfect as it is, may be as a multitude may maybe has a multitude of savory and sweet bites in each new day. Pie in life mm. filled to the brim with the fillings of our choice oozing and bubbling over, and just so beautifully messy. Being very hungry. Pie and life, Any pie or day can end in failure, but be perfected on the next. Pie and life presented in pieces and or just what is left or sometimes presented well-rounded as a whole.
2: You are definitely in the life. same family. I can tell we're getting life advice through baked goods. Right? <laughs> that is, <this laughs> is, is, is that the, not great? Yeah. <laughs> That's not great.
1: I, I just... Pie and life are made up of a beautiful variety of spices and different tastes. Pie and life overworking can make it too tough. Pie and life tender care will always produce the perfect foundation. Pie and life dig in while it's fresh and share that creation. Oh.
0: Oh. Oh, the na- the name book. of the book is The Pie Letters, Thoughts and Reflections on Pie and Life. Uh it's by my sister Coletta Hewitt, uh, and you can find it at Amazon right now, the Pie Letters. Uh, and it is well worth the read. I I I've heard rumor, not that I've read this book several times, but uh <laughs> I have heard rumor that there is a uh there's some other things in in this book that you should read. Anyway, you'll enjoy it. It is the and which which chapter is the uh, Glenbeck's room odor? It There's talks about? Uh, <laughs> where can we find? Yeah, uh, the the pie letters thoughts and reflections on pie and life. Coletta, I love you very much, and I'm very proud of I you.
1: Love you too, ben.
0: Okay. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. That's so nice of you, Stinky. Yeah. From, it, from, for saying shut that up. <laughs> shut up. What she didn't say is all of the artwork done in this. She she really worked hard on this book, not for her. Uh, her friend is an artist and wanted to do all the artwork in the book, all this really oh, great wow. artwork. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she was dying of cancer. Ooh. And she wanted, she mm. was like, I got to get this out before. I got to get this out because she does. Uh, she's worked so hard on it. Uh, and it's a it's a true labor of love and a labor of. Um, of of humility and um, and God, I think the pie letters, thoughts and reflections on pie and life by Coletta Hewitt. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Gee, Bill, not a lot happened this week, huh?
3: You talking to me, Beck?
0: (laughs) I'm talking, well... uh If you're the only bill on the show, I'm
3: talking to you.
0: This Uh, this uh. this impeachment, where do you want to start?
3: Let's start with facts and go through the whole hour just on facts. Okay, go ahead. All right. Mm -hmm. Because my head's going to blow off listening to these. Morons on cable television. and I uh, have
0: never seen anything more dishonest. This is, and I say this every time they do something, it is worse and worse every time.
3: And this is where we start. So this impeachment drive is now being um, sponsored, that's a good word, by the media. The media is doing this, not Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party. The media is driving the impeachment, and Nancy Pelosi and her merry people are hitchhiking a ride on the drive. Would you dispute that?
0: Yes, um, I would. I wouldn't have two days ago. But after listening to the whistleblower, I think this is so far above Nancy Pelosi's head, uh, this is going to tear down the entire uh obama dnc infrastructure that they thought they had all buttoned up in ukraine um and uh i think they have no choice
3: yeah but you're you're ahead of yourself you're ahead of yourself now just the story the ukraine trump story and the impeachment hysteria that has come out of it is driven by the media would you would you seed that
0: uh, Yeah. I mean, the media wants to take okay. him down at any cost, but they sense that there's something right. bigger here because of what they're hearing from the DNC. And the DNC is, is, okay. is not telling the truth,
3: obviously. Well, let's just keep it as simple as possible okay. because right. you're a brilliant man, but I'm a simple man.
0: Okay. All right, All simple right.
3: man. I'm a simple guy. So. I just want to be really clear. Mm. So everybody listening can say, you know, that was a worthwhile hour with O'Reilly and Beck. So the media is driving the impeachment sentiment. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe me, look at all the front pages of the Mm -hmm. liberal newspapers, which is 90% of them. Mm -hmm. So you see words like scandal. Mm -hmm. You see words like cover up. You see words like mob behavior, organized crime. All of that is what is being written today, um, September 27, 2019. The broadcast media picks up the phraseology, scandal, cover-up, mob behavior, that kind of thing. Drops it on television. Mm-hmm. Now, Pelosi and the Democrats say, "Hey, this is good." Because even though we don't have anything that rises to the level of impeachment, it doesn't matter because the media is saying we do. Are you with me so far?
0: Yes, I'm with you.
3: Okay. So for the American citizen who's fair-minded, not pro-Trump or anti-Trump, or but just wants the best for his or her country, the first question you have to ask is, what is the violation? What is it mm-hmm. that would amount to uh, an impeachment inquiry? And mob Can tactics. you tell me what the violation is, Beck? No, can't. What? Can't. Because there is no violation.
0: Exactly right.
3: There's no violation. It's not like Clinton lied or Andrew Johnson is so drunk he can't do his job. It's not like that. It's like there's no violation because a sitting president is allowed under our constitution to call any foreign leader and say to that foreign leader, you know, there's a situation involving a former vice president that we feel might lead to corruption. Can you please check that out for us? That's allowed Beck.
0: Of course it okay, is. It is in the
3: national crime or
0: misdemeanor. Look, you could say that the, that Donald Trump was doing this um, to hurt Joe Biden, But the fact is, this is bigger than Joe Biden. And even if it did help Donald Trump, it is in our national interest to the extreme to find out what was going on.
3: Right. And and a a president has the right to ask the assistance of a foreign leader to get information. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Okay, that's number one. He didn't do anything wrong in the call. There's no if you don't give me this, we're going to deny funds like Biden did. And Biden admits to doing it. All right. None of that. The second thing is election integrity. Okay, that's a subjective thing. It's not a fact. But I will see that Donald Trump wanted to get dirt on Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. I will admit that all day long. Mm -hmm. And the reason I admit it is because I wrote it. In the United States of Trump, if you read the book, you'll see the genesis of this whole thing. That Trump is so furious because he believes that Barack Obama, um, Hillary, Clinton Hillary Clinton,
0: and Joe Biden, and
3: now Joe Biden, mm-hmm. hurt him personally in the campaign and then after he won, and that he I- believes that firmly
0: correct and, and he
3: wants payback
0: and because we did our homework um starting a year ago and did two episodes on this six months ago we know that that is true we know that that is true absolutely well and I the don't know and about the biden oh yes i don't know about well biden. we'll you, listen to All next right, hour I, we have I'll john We have we have John Solomon on with us next. He just got some additional documents from Ukraine yesterday. uh, And the case is the case is moving forward and it is damning on Joe Biden and the Democrats.
3: Okay, All right. I'll seed that. Okay, But on the record, on the record in the United States of Trump right there, so you can see it. Is Barack Obama, as President of the United States, knew, was informed by the CIA in August 2016 that Russia was trying to intrude on the election. And Barack Obama chose not to say anything, not to give either campaign a heads up. That's on the record, that happened. That's a fact. Trump is furious about that because, in his mind, any other president would have said, hey, be careful, the Russians are trying to intrude. But Obama didn't do it. Secondly, Donald Trump believes, and this is a fact as well, that Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee paid money to foreign nationals to get the dossier. Mm-hmm. The smear dossier that mm-hmm. turned out to be false. Mm-hmm. Both the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee paid money to foreign nationals through Fusion GPS. I think Russians were paid.
0: Right. And I think you will find that they also did it in Ukraine. Uh, they used Ukraine as the middleman to get to the real dirty people in Russia. You will find that to be true soon.
3: Okay. But I'm uh, this I know, I know, hour, I know,
0: Beck. I know,
3: All right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, <getting laughs> a, I'm stating <laughs> facts,
0: but All right? it's but, a fact
3: based hour. Yeah, okay, so every every word that I've said up until now is true fact.
0: Yeah, verifiable. So
3: now you have the American people, the American people going, what the deuce is happening <laughs> when our Congress can be diverted into trying to destroy a sitting president based on what? Nothing. There's no crime. And let's get into the cover-up. The cover-up. Every president since George Washington, when they have a sensitive conversation, not only with a foreign leader, but anyone in government here, puts the sensitive conversation in a more secure place. Every single one of them.
0: Yes, but but they don't put it. There was nothing. The no, York no. Times. There was nothing sensitive in this except for him saying, "I want to ask you for a favor." Dot dot dot. I need you to get some dirt on Joe Biden and his uh, son. That that's what they're claiming. Okay. That there was nothing sensitive in this, but that except wasn't for him.
3: What was said? I know. Look, the cover-up thing drives me nuts because you as a president cannot put out to the public that you talked to the president of ukraine or australia or anyone and here's what i said if you do that no one will talk to you so of course you're going to put it in a more secure place it's not a cover-up this is standard procedure yet on the front page of the newspapers whistleblower says cover up. I mean, it's just, it, I, you always say twilight zone, I always say this, but now I'm, I'm teed off, Beck. Now I'm mad. And it's not because I'm sticking up for Donald Trump. If you read the United States of Trump, the man makes a lot of mistakes. And he makes them because he has a lack of discipline mm-hmm. when he's attacked. Mm-hmm. And he does things he shouldn't do. I honestly but put yourself in his shoes.
0: I honestly entered
3: the week He didn't do anything wrong.
0: I know. I entered the week when I heard about the whistleblower thinking, "Okay, let's keep an open mind, you know, he could have he could have sure. done that." We also when when they said, "Well, we're going to release the transcripts." I came in that morning going, "Well, you know, he makes a lot of stupid mistakes and just kind of, you know, just blurts things out maybe But I am absolutely convinced now that and and I'm going to do a special on this next week. He did nothing wrong. In fact, I fully support what the president was trying to get at. If I understand this story right, and I believe I do, I fully support him in this and the way he handled it. I would have handled it exactly the same way. I couldn't give the president more support at this point.
3: i would not have handled it the same way he did i would never have trusted a foreign leader in ukraine it wasn't the foreign leader that blew this
0: it wasn't the foreign leader that blew this that foreign leader i wouldn't have done it that foreign leader was the guy who uh, agreed with the president in fact brought judy giuliani up first he was the guy who said i know and I, I'm on this, and I've got the people. The one that ratted him out, the one that broke this confidence, is the the uh, deep state intel that was yeah, the spreading, who, yeah, the, was you're spreading gonna rumors. See,
3: you're going to see in the next few days who that person is. That's definitely going to come out. Well, wait, that,
0: wait, wait, they're, wait, they're they're wait. Since we're in a fact-based hour, who is he? Ha ha ha. Yeah, well,
3: really? Do you really want me to say who he
0: is? I do. I'm going to give was, you just because I'm a great. No, no, no. Wait, ah. hang on. <laughs> yes. No. Come on. Uh, because I'm it's a true. great broadcaster, I'm going to I'm going to make people listen to this one minute commercial. And then we're going to come back, and you are on the rack. You are going to tell us what you know because you said this was a fact based hour. <laughs> the name of the whistleblower. <laughs>
3: the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. John Solomon is an award-winning investigative journalist. He has worked for the Associated Press, the Washington Post, the washington times he's the executive vice president at the hill and is at the center of this story uh, john i don't know what your day was like yesterday when you got up and watched and, and read the whistleblower report and you are named as the mouthpiece for this conspiracy theory
4: yeah it's uh well my name's not in there but my reporting clearly is and they're clearly yeah, identifying they're cur- me and i yes and, um, and I think there are some troubling questions that need to be asked, which is, why is, why is a reporter's factually uh, proven, factually based, fully authenticated, fully documented stories, the matter of the intelligence community? Has anyone been monitoring me? Have they been looking or unmasking my calls overseas? Why is this a matter of whistleblower? Mm-hmm. I can't violate intelligence law. I'm not an intelligence officer. Uh, there is a very serious question raised here about why my reporting was thrown into a narrative that absolutely my reporting has nothing to do with intelligence law. It has nothing at all. And so it it was clearly and ironically, this whistleblower complaint was filed in July, right around the time I began submitting questions to Joe Biden about the story that I just wrote last night. And I think that if you look yesterday, there was a coordinated assault on my reputation, all of it factually false. And I intend to eventually show the American public how false the stories in the narrative were yesterday. But uh, it can't be an accident that all this happens uh, as I'm finishing up the latest story on Joe Biden, which came out last night. And when you look at what I reported, Joe Biden's uh, Hunter Biden's legal team, the, the legal team for Burisma working on Hunter Biden's watch when he's a board member and consultant and according to the company, overseeing the company's legal strategy. Uh they are telling the Ukraine prosecutor's office that the information that was used to justify Joe Biden firing the chief prosecutor of Ukraine, the man investigating his son's company, was quote, false information. Why they would apologize. why would
0: wait, why would Borisman do that? Why would the lawyers I don't do know that. the
4: answer. Yeah, we don't know the answer, right? There's all sorts of possibilities, which is they wanted the new guys to have you know, feel good about them. They wanted the new guys to make the case go away and settle the case, which they did. You know, they settled it with a tax fine uh, at the end of uh, Barack Obama's presidency. Nobody can understand the dynamics here yet, because in Ukraine, it's a very strange world, right? Truth isn't always what it seems when you first get there. But the, the importance for the American people is that Joe Biden has staked out a very clear story. I fired the guy. Yes, I knew my son's company was under investigation, but that's not why I fired the guy. I fired him because he was he was uh, corrupt. Now, what I put in the record yesterday were just old-fashioned documents. They come from public releases of information from the Office of Prosecutor in Ukraine and from an affidavit filed in the Austrian court. And here's what they show. First, the man who was fired, Shokin, the man that Biden forced to be fired, the man who was investigating Hunter Biden's company, and at that moment he was fired making plans to interview Hunter Biden, That doesn't mean Hunter Biden did anything wrong, but he was about to interview Hunter Biden in the middle of the 2016 election. That would have been a big story, right? He says, I was told, and I can tell you for certainty, I was fired because I continued to investigate Burisma when Joe Biden wanted me to stop. And that's what President Poroshenko made clear to me. That's an important thing. It's under under penalty of perjury. We should evaluate that. But it doesn't match Joe Biden's story. Now, here's the second thing that doesn't match Joe Biden's story. Joe Biden says it was all about the corruption. But the day that he fired or got that Ukraine prosecutor fired while in Ukraine, miraculously, Briesmas' team is at the doorstep trying to get a meeting immediately with his replacement. If they're not related, why is Burisma so interested on the day of the firing to get to see the new guy, the acting prosecutor? And, of course, that acting prosecutor is a little busy that day getting his uh, job in place. So he waits about a week, and then he takes the audience with Burisma. These are three American lawyers, uh, two working for a, a public relations lobbying firm known as Blue Star Strategies, and one, a famous criminal defense lawyer, a very accomplished uh, defense lawyer in, uh, I think it's Massachusetts or New York. They come over and they have the meeting. And in that meeting, according to the prosecutor's memo of it, summary of it, signed by the acting or at that time, the acting prosecutor, it says they apologized for the false information that U.S. officials had spread about the predecessor, Mr. Shokin. They knew that it was false information and they would like to arrange a way to make this all up by bringing the, the left remaining prosecutors to Washington, getting good with the Obama administration, tell them what really went on. So there's no more confusion going forward that that narrative those documents do not match joe biden's story now maybe maybe someone's made them up maybe someone there's two different possible stories here but joe biden's very clean story doesn't match any of the documents that i obtained and and people say what's well, the ukraine prosecution memo why should we trust it well the answer is i also have the emails of the Barisma american legal team and the those emails show that what what the prosecutor's memo says is actually what those American lawyers said to the prosecutors. I actually have the invite from Burisma's American lawyer saying, hey, you guys, you got victimized. Come over to the United States. We'll hook you up with the Justice Department. You can clear the air about this false information. So these these facts all add together, and they don't add up to Joe Biden's story. And that's why I wrote what I wrote last night.
0: All right. So, John, um, I believe that there is, um, with an exception of this new information now, that there hasn't been anything that Joe uh, Biden or Hunter Biden was doing that was illegal. It was just grotesque, just grotesque. Do you agree with that or not?
4: Listen, I I think lawyers make decisions on legality. I'm not a lawyer. I'm I'm a reporter. I can tell you what the ethics standard is for the United States, for all U.S. government officials. The standard is not only to avoid a conflict of interest, but but to avoid the appearance of a conflict of interest. I think most average people would say if Joe Biden knew, which he acknowledges he did, that that prosecutor was investigating his son, he should have left it to somebody else Mm -hmm. to fire that prosecutor. Why did he go out of his way to do it? And when he did it, what did he use? He used U.S. foreign aid as the hammer. If you do not fire this guy, I'm going to bankrupt your uh, country. By withholding $1 billion. Remember, that's what Democrats just accused President Trump of doing, right? Of of course, when the transcript came out, there was no quid pro quo linking U.S. foreign aid to a request to the Ukrainian president. But in Joe Biden's case, it is irrefutable. He linked USA to the forcing of a firing of a prosecutor that he knew was investigating his son's company. So under that standard, a lot of people will say, well, that is an appearance. Why didn't he step aside? Why didn't he let somebody else do the job? Joe Biden hasn't answered those questions yet. Do I see any criminality? I'm not a lawyer. I think we need to see more things. My, my reason for writing the stories is not to accuse someone of breaking the law or committing a crime. It's to put into the public information the accurate portrayal of what our U.S. government was doing overseas in Ukraine.
0: So tell me about tell me about what happened after the fire after the firing and after the New York Times pretty Mm -hmm. much verifies everything that you're saying uh, and writes a story about Hunter Biden. And they say, but there is no wrongdoing. Um, It's just grotesque. No wrongdoing. Um, Let me go ahead.
4: Yeah, there's some interesting storylines that get put out there. I All saw right. some of this on MSNBC the other day, and they're simply not true. One of the favorite storylines that Joe Biden's defenders like to throw out there is at the time Joe Biden, uh, at the time Joe Biden effectuated the firing of this prosecutor, there really wasn't an open case. It had been closed in 2015. That's not true. There was a British case against. Burisma's owner, that was closed in in Great Britain in 2015. But there were two open cases in Ukraine active at the very moment Joe Biden did. So that's a straw man. It's a false story. But it's getting into the narrative because the same reporters that wrote about Russia collusion are now writing about this Ukraine story. It is simply not true. Shokin's affidavit makes clear he was preparing to interview Hunter Biden. He told that to The Washington Post. He told that to ABC News. He told that to me. So... That's a false storyline. When people are perpetrating that, you have to ask yourself, why are they giving the American people a false story? Why don't they just admit, yes, there was an investigation? Now, one of the most damning pieces of evidence to that narrative is that Barisma's own American lawyer, John Beretta, gave an interview when the case was all done, and he laid out the timetable, and he confirmed that one of the criminal cases, the investigations in Brisma, was closed down nine months after Joe Biden had effectuated the fine. Nine months after. And that the second case was settled with a fine a few days before Barack Obama left office and turned the keys to the White House over to Donald Trump. So Brisma, own, his own lawyer, debunks. Uh, The the very storyline that a lot of these media champions of Joe Biden are now putting into the American public. They're feeding the American public a false story. And that's what complicates the ability of Americans to make a good judgment on this. There is bad reporting on this.
0: Tell me about the New York Times story that comes out and Hunter Biden and Devin Archer have a meeting at our State Department.
4: Yes. So all we know is there's a text message that Devin Archer uh, sent to one of his business colleagues on December 10th. It's two days after the New York Times raised the question, saying Joe Biden's anti-corruption fight in Ukraine is really being hampered by the appearance of his son because his son worked for this owner, and this owner and this company are currently under investigation. That is December of 2015. Now, the next day, Joe, uh, a, at that very moment that that story came out, Joe Biden was in Ukraine meeting Ms. President Poroshenko. President Poroshenko's aides told me on the record that during that meeting, Joe Biden renewed or pressed again to get Mr. Shokin fired, something that doesn't happen for four more months. So article comes out, Joe Biden makes another request to fire the prosecutor. And then Devin Archer is talking. uh, That's the business partner of Hunter Biden. They're both on the board of Burisma. They're longtime friends. Devin Archer is somebody that has met with the vice president um, uh, during the, the time he was on Burisma's board. And Devin Archer writes a friend saying, we want to change the narrative. We just came back, meaning Hunter and him, Hunter and Devin Archer, two business partners, came back from a meeting at the State Department, and there's going to be some announcement of USAID money, meaning State Department grant money, coming to us. Now, I can't find that grant, but clearly... It references a meeting in in December of 2015 around the time of this negative story by the New York Times. So I have filed a FOIA request. The State Department did not comply for that, you know, to get records of that meeting. I have now sued, and I expect over the next few months that I will begin to get documents from the State Department identifying any and all contacts that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden.
0: How unusual is it? How unusual is it for for that to happen, for somebody to go into the State Department and change the narrative?
4: Well, yeah, you know Americans meet all the time with the State Department, particularly those Americans that, that are working overseas, right? And if you're working in Ukraine, it is a volatile area, right? Mm-hmm. you got Russia right next door to you. There's a lot of corruption in Ukraine. In and on its face, it's not uh, necessarily unusual. It could be entirely appropriate. Uh, The idea that Hunter Biden and his business partner are looking for grant money from the State Department, which is the inference of this text message, that stands out. Again, it it fulfills this or it's another piece of this narrative of Hunter Biden riding in the vapor trail of his dad's policy wagon and trying to collect Joe Biden goes to. China. He brings Hunter Biden with him. The, the Hunter Biden's firm walks back with a 1.5 billion dollar contract. Mm. Uh, Hunt, uh, uh, Joe Biden is named the point man for Barack Obama Ukraine. Three weeks later. He ha- or a few weeks later, he goes to Ukraine and he gives, he meets with the prime minister of Ukraine. This is really extraordinary. You can look at the transcript because I put it up not re- not too long ago. Joe Biden meets with the prime minister of Ukraine in uh, April of 2014, just a few weeks before Hunter's name to the board, and he says, "You know what? You Ukrainians should start expanding your natural gas." Um, uh, production and Americans should be here to help you. In fact, some are here right now getting that process started. Joe Biden basically lays out the idea that Americans should come and help expand uh, Ukraine's natural gas production. And what happens within three weeks? Hunter Biden is added to the board, even though he doesn't seem to have any experience in natural gas, he doesn't seem to have any long term experience in Ukraine. Those are the sort of facts that raise to the question of, did this create an appearance of a conflict of interest?
0: We have uh, John Solomon on. He is an award-winning investigative journalist. He has um, been at the forefront of really game-changing investigations. He's worked for The Washington Post, The New York Times, The Associated Press. He is now the executive vice president uh, of The Hill, and he has been instrumental on the reporting of what was going on in ukraine i have a theory i want to pass by you here in a few minutes but first i want to ask you this john is sure. there is there they're trying to elude that you uh were getting your marching orders from rudy giuliani right that is the inference yeah any you want to comment on that
4: uh i think if people just simply looked at the public record of what i've done you will discover that i began reporting and writing on ukraine months before rudy giuliani says he ever began investigating ukraine i can tell you some of my early sources because they're they're clear now from my stories were democrats working for ukrainians who were concerned about what went on inside ukraine during the 2016 election i can tell you that the Ukraine embassy provided me a statement that Mr. Giuliani and his team never uh, played a role in, confirming that the Democratic National Committee asked Ukraine to interfere in the 2016 election, and that the Ukraine government ultimately turned down that request. I can confirm to you that I wrote a series of stories, or a story about Mr. Furtash's case, a Ukrainian, a Ukrainian oligarch that is intertwined with Joe Biden in the 2016 period. Rudy Giuliani had nothing to do with that story. It was actually driven by a Democratic lawyer.
0: Okay. All right, John, I I, I got to take another break. And then I want to come back. I, I, I want to go in uh, and I want to talk to you about the um, ambassador that has been fired, what that story is all about, and what... What kind of things were going on? Do you believe now through your reporting in Ukraine during 2016? How deep does this go? John Solomon, you can follow him in at J Solomon Reports
3: You're and the Hill to Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network
1: on demand.